0: Well, hello, folks, and welcome to We the People. This is the American soccer podcast in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know about the USMNT. I'm Clayton, I'm a rapper. I'm Ty, I'm a web designer. And we love the baby nats. Nil no, nil, no, baby. Woo! Hot fire. It's We the People. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Welcome, folks. uh What a day, what a day. It is sunny in Seattle. We got soccer to talk about, lots going on. What a beautiful thing. We're moving forward. 2022, here we come. Make sure, make sure, guys, we love you very much and, uh, and, and, we we want to hear from you. Reach out to us on Twitter at WTP Pod. Find us out there on Facebook. We're out there. Uh, review us YouTube. on iTunes. We're on YouTube. We're on all the things. I Find do. us on all the things. If you're if you're with us on Twitter but not Facebook, what you darn. Uh And number one, above all else, is 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 tell a peep. You know, shoot a peep out to one of your peeps. Uh, let them know what's going on over here on this awesome pod. You must know some other people who love the nats, don't you? Well, do we you, do too. Do you too. know people who
1: enjoy pain?
0: Yeah, some some masochistic fools out there who want to who, who, who want to endure being a fan of this garbaggio football
1: team. Do you Do you know anyone who could really use a nap?
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you know <laughs> Do you know anyone so. who's who's approaching midlife but still considers themselves a young prospect? <laughs> Uh, put, it, put them onto our show. They might like it. Uh, so, guys, today is all about... Do that, do that, do that. Please, please, please. Uh, today is all about the friendly. Tis, tis twas an international friendly. U.S. of A. versus Bosnia. Herzegovina. indeed. A.K.A. friendly as shit. It was friendly. So friendly. So friendly. Uh, Bosnia Herzegovina or Governor depending on how you want to Americanize that nation's uh, name. Herzegovna. <laughs> <Hurts a governor. laughs> Herzegovna. Here we go, guys. Uh, first steps. First things first, as always, uh, we're gonna line the boys up, give a quick game recap, and then dive into it. All. At WTP on Get out Twitter. Come on, guys! <laughs> All right, let's line them up. Line them up. Line them up. This, this is the fun part. This is the fun part. Line them up. Bill Hamid, one glove. One glove. One glove. Billiam. The, the original. Williams. The original reason why we say one glove or two gloves is these friendlies, which uh, which goalkeepers often have to share. So. Oh yeah, yeah. It is actually. One, it was one glove this that's time. That's the yeah. reason. One, one glove. One for him. One for Stefan. One right. glove, Bill. Uh, center center backs. We're gonna have Ike Opara. Little older, bird of prey, Ico Parra, <laughs> and Walker Zimmerman, little younger, different different style of bird of prey. Indie there. rocker, indie rocker, Christian indie rocker, <laughs> right. Walker yeah, Zerube. Creed fan, Walker Zimmerman. <laughs> Matt Polster is going to be our right back, uh, left back, little older, uh, Justin Morrow. Our left midfielder is going to be Giassi Zardes, uh, rising star of 2015. In the center, the traffic cone. The traffic cone. On the other side there, we're going to have, uh, on, on the right wing, we're going to have Jordan Morris. So those are our two uh, wing midfield players. In in the center of the midfield, trace. we're going to have a holding midfielding Will Trapford, uh, Wilford Trappford, uh the lovely. <laughs> Wilford Trappington. <laughs> and then, of course, the other founding father, Tyler Adams. Uh, yes. And uh, Christian Roldan playing more attacking attacking center midfielders. And as our striker to start, we're going to have CJ Sapong. So this game, uh, I'm sure we had 90 minutes worth of game. I don't know how they found four minutes worth of highlights, but they did it. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: it, it was it was slow to say the least. This Bosnia Herzegovina team came out especially slow. It was mostly US in the very early goings, uh, but but uh, Bosnia worked their way in. An equally an equally young and uncapped side, perhaps younger and more uncapped uh, for the Bosnians than than. Uh, the, than we had on our, our U.S. side, uh, uh, but they played well, they played technically, and they came at us pretty organized. Um, at the end of the day, we're grasping at straws here in in, in some ways for, for a game to recap at all, but I will mention that right before the end of the first half, uh, there was a really, real nice save from Bill Hamid, foot save, kind of reflex, made himself big. Uh, way, to, way to go out with your one glove, Bill. Uh, second half, we'd see a bunch of subs. Zach Steffen uh, would come in with his other glove in goal. Zach Steffen, my 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 uh, goalkeeper, my Pookie baby. Uh, Zardes would come off, thank God, for Paul Ariola nips minor upgrade there on the on the fishy scale. And then C.J. Sapong would come out for Kellen Rowe. What that basically meant, and this was already happening, was that Jordan Morris slotted up to the striker slot, and then we saw Kellen Rowe mm-hmm. on the right side. Um, a little bit. More dynamic, I would say, with Rowe going towards Morris, but nevertheless, just not a whole lot of penetration from either team. Uh, we got to see Roldan get subbed out for for the 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 Eternal Youth, uh, Juan Agudelo, and then finally at the very end, we we'd see Trap come out for Rubin Forever young, Juan Agudelo. <laughs> forever, forever young. <laughs> And uh, Rubio Rubin, who I like very much, who is clubless right now, uh, came in for Will Trap, bringing Tyler Adams into a more holding role, um, and uh, Rubin did what he could for seven minutes, but but not 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 a whole lot went down. There there was a nice opportunity for Jordan Morris, which he didn't quite put away uh, in the in the second half there, but but really mainly what we're talking about here is. Uh, Substance rather than results, or the the, Missed the penalty. Yeah, the the way of penalty playing penalty off the bar. Oh yeah, that's worth noting. So uh, there was there was uh, uh, Bosnia in the second half in Zach Stefan's sweatiest possible moment. Uh, earned earned a debatable penalty kick. Perhaps there was a foul here on Will Trap, as Stu Holden would assert. Uh But nevertheless, penalty kick gets awarded to Bosnia. Very young referee trying to trying to trying to do his best. Me and that referee are the same age, so. Just imagine that. Would you put that game in my hands? IDK, bro. But uh, he was out there refing his ass off, and he did his Ooh. best. He, he gave up this uh, penalty kick, uh, which Bosnia did not slot away to the, to the deep sighs of relief from Zach Steffen, who only had one glove to work with anyways. Penalty kick goes off mm-hmm. the post. Uh, this game ends
1: nil, nil. Ty, what were your first impressions? I actually like this game. I had fun watching this game, and I I I, I kind of realized that that's an unpopular opinion. But during the game, I thought oh, th- this is th- there's some good signs here. There's a lot of good um, a lot of good ideas. There was a very aggressive, high pressing style that I really liked. There were a lot of cool individual moments, a lot of really great turns in midfield mm-hmm. to escape traffic. Um, a couple a couple uh, fun caps by. Um, by Rubin, who in, in, in five minutes put together his own little uh, mini highlight Man, role. he
0: really did. He did me proud out there. You, you did if, good, if Rubin. not
1: for some bad uh, striking by Morris, I would say, uh, I think the, the effort certainly deserved a goal. Um, and I, I liked a lot of what was going on. I thought, I you know, the game was sleepy in that there was little goal mouth action, but it was very active in that the US team was was aggressive and seemed to have a a pretty cohesive idea. They were hunting in packs. You know, Tyler Adams in particular was covered, man, covered every inch Tyler of midfield. Adams. Um and and I was impressed by some of the fringe guys who, you know, we we kind of uh we 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 you know, didn't didn't give a lot of respect last time calling this a craptacular roster, which it was. But I, I did like uh, what what Polster contributed. Polster and Rowe, a...
0: Polster and Roe are in the same category there. Of like, it's hard yeah, to get excited yeah. about you guys, but they did show up and both of them played well. Uh, yes, I would add, yes. uh,
1: right. um, Paul And if you Areola if you, if, you, um, if you took Will Trap and you shaved his head, uh, I think you you could have been convinced that it was a, another another number six out there. Um, with some of the some of the balls that he was spraying out out left and right his
0: distribution um, was was excellent at times it's it's
1: ridiculous and there there's yeah. been some statistical analysis of his game in particular uh and that he has this preternatural ability to to put a, big, a a long ball on on the money for people which which you saw a couple times including the best chance of the game for the US which was for uh, Morris, that was a, a yeah, trap ball. Yeah. It's um, worth noting. It's run. worth
0: noting at this point that Giasizard has sunk three of those perfect passes just into a, a abyss, a black hole, a yes, sinkhole yeah, exactly, somewhere that he found exactly. on the field and just made those disappear. One of them, was, he manages to pull it off, and then uh, there's a foul or something. There's just something hilariously offside, not perfect. Pred- he's offside. Yeah, yeah, yeah perfect was, touches. Yeah, I noticed that. Perfect exactly, cause <laughs> it is.
1: I was waiting, like you know, I, I start my little timer for the first comical jossi zardes goof. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and the first one was this like inch perfect ball i think it was it was either Polster who did this a couple times from right back to zardes or traps, so uh, but it was like this you know 50 yard laser straight to his body like... that he can't control he's um, just
0: thinking and thinking so. he's like all i have yeah, to do yeah. is stay soft like don't move just stay soft and it just careens off of his... And, his... and you know,
1: li- listen, listen. Uh, I would never be able to trap that ball of course in a not. million years. No, I'm not of saying this not. is easy. I'm just saying that professional players can do this. It's
0: What's <laughs> funny about Johnson it... Okay, you want to give Giassi's artist his fair shake? What's funny about it is that he's so good in other ways. Like, he's really fast, and he's there. He's in the right place. His, his, he's a good athlete, clearly. It's just hilarious how disproportionate he is. He makes the right run, right choice, does everything, and just fucking cannot control the ball, like, at nearly right. the same level. Right. But anyways, which was, yeah. Which
1: his his greatest moment in a U.S. shirt recently was the uh, butt assist to to Morris for the Gold Cup winner, which which was fully an assist and was the the most Zardes moment ever, where where he, he you know he knows nothing about it but somehow he is he's traffic coning in the right place at the right time and it just bounces off of him and straight into the path of. Morris. So, so, um, so anyway, yeah. J- Josi's Zardes, I have no freaking clue what what the U.S. is thinking. I I thought the the roster selection was an absolute travesty. Um, you mean but the starting, that, that the starting? What I saw those players do was positive. So I, I was I was happy with the with with, with and and you know what else? I, I felt like I was watching my Nats again. You know that 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 Portugal friendly it was a little too soon. It was a little yeah, too soon. Yeah. But this game, I was like, all right. Yes, this is fully craptacular, but I was truly enjoying watching the U.S. and seeing, you know, seeing in particular uh, Dan and, and Adams uh, do a really good job. And I, I had fun watching the game. So, you know, just on a, a, a sort of emotional curve level, uh, whatever, uh, how, however many steps it takes uh, to acceptance, we're getting to acceptance. <laughs> we're getting there, baby.
0: One nil nil. One And I was I like, they, they announced that...
1: Um, the France friendly. So it's going to be right before the world cup. And I was, I was thinking great, you know, and, and and for a little while I'd been thinking that once we got to those moments, it was going to be maybe too, too depressing to be barely not in. Um, But I'm, I'm feeling rather at peace with it. And, and like, this is a really good opportunity to, to get some, uh, get some minutes in for the, for the youngsters. Um, And so I hope that they come to their senses and, Stop it with this crap with Giassi Zardes and even even Justin Morrow. Yeah, with, uh, Justin Morrow you know, can take a just, hike for me.
0: This, however, was yeah. Ike Opar. So young players, old players, right? We hope to see young players uh, against France. Let's see Tyler Adams and Wesson McKenny. You know what I mean? Let's get. I would like to see them in the center. Uh, maybe we can talk more about what we want to see in France later. Uh, but first, Justin Morrow. Th- you know, thank you for your service, but you can take a hike. When are you going to have an important impact? On this team, at this point, at this point in the cycle, never. Um, now you take someone like Eiko Parra. I approach it in a different way. I say, "This, what's he? Twenty-eight, you know." But it's his very yeah, first he, cap. Yeah, he's a potential he's, World Cup he's player. He's a potential yeah, World Cup player. It's his very first cap. Yeah. He's been hampered by injuries, and he's he was good. I mean, he, as far as pure quality on the field, I think uh, it's. Hard to find someone who had a better game than Aiko Parra. I mean, mm. Tyler Adams I just and Will think... Trap will get the mention for sure, but I don't think this is a nil-nil without Aiko Parra. He was he was really good, and he was far better than some of the people we've been seeing on fucking repeat in that position,
1: such as you know Matt Hedges and uh, um, Tim Riem sure, sure, and sure. stuff. I just think uh, Aiko Parra's ceiling is is close to where he's at. Like I think maybe there's a little bit of room for improvement, maybe more than your average twenty eight year old. But I think we know who Icopara is. I I don't think he's a World Cup winner. You know, I'd I'd rather you know, I find think a way Parra, to give minutes. To... I think
0: Icopara is a qualifications and like Gold Cup asset. I think he's someone that is more worth keeping than uh than um uh what's his
1: name Gonzalez. That's fair. Right that's now. fair, and and uh, you know we we have a stance on this show that the only thing that matters is the World Cup. So everything else is practice for qualifying. Um, now we also have a, a a proposal out there that we should have two teams, right? We should have a road team and a home team, and the home team is the World Cup team, and that's the team where we have to sacrifice everything to to try to dig through you know riffle through every possible option until we can find some players who can actually maybe someday win the thing so we need to be like perpetually turning over uh uh new new corners so that we can potentially find a diamond in the rough somewhere um but for that road team i mean it is important and and so I, I, i you could convince me maybe that it's worth it to give some minutes to some of these guys who you know are are going to be MLS lifers, but maybe they have the mentality or the toughness to to go to tough places. Maybe they uh, aren't as um, aren't as pampered, yeah. shall we say, as yeah. some of the EPL guys, some I of the Germany guys. I
0: remember from the original conversation about this idea of putting uh, Paul Arriola and Nips on that list. I yes, would add precisely. Kellen Rowe and Matt Polster after this game, yes, and, and Kellen yes. Rowe after his Gold Cup success as well. Like. He does well. He plays above his level when put on a big stage. And I think... So we're looking for players that maybe never will win us the World Cup, but show a good away mentality and uh, can make us proud to you know when they wear the shirt. And I think...
1: <laughs> and know, I'll, I'll put Polster in there. Yeah. Um, Polster, uh, he played in the Columbia game, if I recall. I think I'm right about this. Uh, where the U.S. got a 1-1 draw away in Colombia in, in Olympic qualifying. Um, so he's got a little, a little bit of a pedigree of maybe being able to do that kind of thing, and namely, he's he's just like a fu player. He's like, he he kind of he he puts his a, a stamp of authority on uh, wherever he's playing, and he got up and down really well. He had great energy.
0: He did, yeah, um, and he's improved so. too over the past two yeah. years. We first started seeing him maybe two years ago or one year ago um, recently, and and he looks better every time he plays. Uh, and
1: that the other thing that's about him is he he's ask, a, He's pretty versatile, so yep. he he can play in the center of midfield, um, and and so being able to play at, at fullback or midfield can be very handy in a qualification scenario. So so yeah, I mean, okay, I I, I think I can be talked into that. But what I, what we also said, you know, coming out of the, the uh, desastre that was missing out. <laughs> el desastre. Um, now,
0: el desastre is Jonathan Gonzalez. The, that's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The fair, other thing. Fair, the other fair. thing needs a different name, I guess
1: yeah 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 um but uh what we wanted to see was a uh, an american style of play right and um i think what we were seeing was a little bit closer to the sort of youth team model that they've been uh, shooting for in the in the in past years and there's one particular element of that which is really awesome that um tabramos recently he was discussing uh and he said that they like to play the three in midfield. However, yep. for him, the eight and the ten are not the creative player. That the that six is, is the playmaker. That's
0: fascinating. Um,
1: yeah. at which, which I think is actually very modern and reasonable. Because you saw in this game, you had an eight in uh, Adams. And you had kind of a ten nominally in Roldan. And their job was to start the press. And so whenever the ball turns over, you have a central striker, Sapong, who's mobile. You have um, these two kind of terriers who just, you know, went, went hard after every ball. Uh, and Bosnia had no rhythm as a result. I mean, I, can't, you know, I was expecting them to be passing around the U.S. a lot more than they did. Um, and that, that, uh, that two-man two uh, force really did a lot of damage. So, um, you know, it caused plenty of turnovers and, and reduced the rhythm. So I like that a lot. And I, I like the way that the wingers played um you know i di- i didn't like the play of either of them but i liked what they were doing which was um they were a little bit deeper than your average 433 you know i guess you could call it like 4141 yeah um and the and and Zardas and and uh, Morris were almost interchanging with the fullbacks at times Zardas a little bit more um and so i i like that that dynamism where there's like you can think of it like a swirl of of uh of motion where the, the midfield is coming up to press. The wingers are maybe dropping a little bit deeper and you have a little bit of total football kind of concept going on um, where players aren't going to necessarily know where you're going to be popping up and you're, you're going to end up in, uh, in kind of um, unique positions from which to, to counter. So I, I, I love the, the, the gegen press. I think that's a thing that the U S should absolutely do all the time at every level, because one of our assets is that we are good athletes uh, in, in comparative terms, and that's never going to change. Um, and so that's a that's a great way to take advantage of it, is just to be a huge pain in the ass to, to play against.
0: That's right. And you can imagine with the two Terriers, Tyler Adam and Christian Roldan, and then all, all all the way back you have your two center backs who can win long balls in the air. So you have these two guys yeah. swamping out everything short and these two big guys swamping out everything long. And then the the coolest part about this might be, which you mentioned in reference to uh, one bald headed, deep lying number six, is that as much as I as much as I expect that person to grow a beard and earn his way back onto the team, this sort of a formation does fit really well for that. Especially as he's aging, as as Michael Bradley is aging, um, he will become more delicate and and he'll become more of a, you know a more of a cerebral, rhythmic asset than a physical asset. And so you can imagine this developing into something that could really work where you have an almost protected exactly. quarterback, you know, at that number six mm-hmm. slot who's, who's not expected to
1: do as much of the it's dirty a, work. It's a, it's a seven step drop. It's a Peyton Manning seven That's step right. drop. That's right. Got to go deep to find space, right? Yeah. That's right. And hey, it's...
0: Will Trapp, man, you, you got a shot too. You're, you're right in there if, uh, with a shout in four years for being the number one, number six. You you got a shot. El Trappitan. El like, Tan. Now's the time. Um, I would love to see. Uh, th- let's let's do a little bit of in and out here. Um, th- like moving forward, based on this game, who do we think is who's in for us and who's out? Um, I want to start with Tyler Adams, who I think is by all accounts in. I don't, I don't hear anybody saying anything he, to the contrary. He's he's
1: in, and I want to make a point. Uh, you know, I think the people who listen to this show are agree with us already, so I don't want to you know preach to the choir. But if we're going to the World Cup, Tyler Adams is on the plane, right? Yeah. So what changed between now and four months ago that makes him good enough to be a part of the World Cup, but not good enough to be a part of the last game of qualifying? What has changed?
0: Uh, yeah, nothing has changed. Our,
1: our... That's some bullshit. It's some bullshit. Like, what, and, the powers and, that and be were that focused Bruce on, on rewarding
0: with... old players
1: for Oof. what they had done in games previous Nothing Bruce did not. Um, we, he did not get an additional Peep nomination for Myth of the Year for this myth. But his his uh, his quotes were that he was going to bring um, Miazga, so so that he he thought that Miazga and Brooks were going to be his starting center backs at the World Cup. So 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 what you're saying is playing away in Trinidad is too much pressure. Can't change anything for that. But first game of the World Cup, that's that's much much easier so ridiculous (laughs) what do you Uh, so so um i i would like these moments to serve as some proof that uh these these myths need to go away and we need to see those last rounds of qualification as just as important to innovate you know as we would going into a tournament you know the i think there's something to the psychology of failure during qualifying is a lack of uh is a lack of accomplishment whereas failure in the world cup is like a lack of a nice to have i guess maybe that's the way that that the u.s tends to see it like almost like once you get to the world cup like pressure's off we made it you know right as yeah. long as we as long as we f- you know fight hard uh you know the 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 public is going to be happy with well us. i think that's true um, and, and, that's and that you may have change. struck
0: on something there because i think that's literally true for bruce as coach You know, I mean, Bruce, in particular, with this particular tenure, it was like, just get us there. Mm. We like, if you get us there, we're fucking, we love you, man. You're great. Right. So, yes, that is exactly the pressure he felt. You know, the qualifiers were much higher pressure. It still doesn't answer the question of why not bring your best players, but at at least we can kind (laughs) of understand. Yeah. Yes. Actually. A A kid who
1: is so clearly like, you know, do you want Tyler Adams or Bedoya, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you like, want Tyler Adams, you want, to, but Christian, yeah, but you yeah. know, I don't. I think Tyler Adams is is unique in that. I think Tyler Adams, Weston McKennie, and unfortunately Jonathan Gonzalez all could have made instant impact. Uh, but I don't right. think there's that many more names uh, here. You know, Will Trapp, Christian Roldan, Jordan Morris. Uh, actually, Jordan Morris is kind of unrelated, but Will Trapp and Christian Roldan, for instance, right? Could in the picture could have been called up. Uh, but I don't see them changing games.
1: Changing changing two or three starters can make a big difference. And and uh, I I would I, I don't hesitate at all to say that if McKinney and Adams had started the Trinidad game that we wouldn't have gone out of the World Cup. I agree with that. I, I agree with that. So
0: I agree with that 100%. Anyway, let's Anyways. stop
1: legislating that.
0: Moving on. Yeah, moving, moving on. on. So we who's, love who's friendlies. We, we, I, we love friendlies. I loved Tyler Adams in this game. For me and, and probably a lot of our listeners, it was my first chance to get to see him go 90 in central midfield. Mm. Or he didn't even. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to see him go 90 in central midfield. So I've heard a lot about the fact that that's his most natural position and that that's eventually where he's angled towards, but I hadn't gotten really a chance to see it. And he's he's great. He's he's mobile, he's 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 somehow terrifying. He just feels like a classic American player already. He he's got that sh, he's got that that I don't know, that Alexi Lawless scent of like you're gonna be on a baseball card, kid. You know, the the <laughs> dude is like he's got the thing. He's got the
1: thing. Um He's badass. And he's badass. And that, that that is what we say. I mean, there's the debate, right, about what is the US soccer style. That's what we think it is. Is badass, and being badass means we never give up. We're a pain to play against. You don't want us visiting. It's the worst home game for you when we visit. Um, we're going to try hard for ninety minutes. We're going to do everything we possibly can within the laws of the game to win. Um, we're going to put, you know, as as uh, as Bruce said in the World Cup uh, documentary. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if this is a common Bruce phrase. He said, first tackle, first foul, first shot, first goal." That's that's love badass. That. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Didn't like your work, but let's get the next guy to say that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I think uh yeah, I'll 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 keep Ike Opara on for another couple rosters, see yeah, if he has you, something you can to stay.
1: contribute. It, I you can try out for the away team to play the ten away qualifiers. That's right. Yeah. I'm
0: I'm yeah. I'm, I'm I'm cool with that. Uh I have a, g- goodbye, Justin Morrow. Nothing against you, but what are you gonna do Sorry. Place? Yeah, um, 30, thirty-three-year-old fullback. Yeah. Uh, by the time qualification rolls around, I'm not gonna, not gonna cut not it. Not gonna cut it. I have some concerns about Jordan Morris, my man. What do you think about Jordan's performance?
1: I have deep concerns. Yeah. He he was highly ineffective, I thought, and and he had uh, plenty of chances where where you know I I dare say someone like Christian Ramirez who sat on the bench, or someone like um, uh, Dwyer Dom Dwyer Sir Dom who uh, was injured.
0: We were missing some
1: Serdom in this game. Yeah. So and Morris, Morris has lost the edge of being 20 and being, you know, forgiven for for mistakes because he's 20. Um now he's actually in the same class as a as a Christian Ramirez who I think is 27 something like that. Um and so now now you have to think of them kind of on on equal footing and you'd have to say that based on their work in MLS and what we've seen with the national team. Uh, recently, that that Ramirez would be a better choice at the moment, but yeah, Jordan um, Morris is is
0: on his way to being the next Agadello, Unfortunately,
1: alas, um, alas, and and dude, I'll just
0: say this: he's he still lacks a left foot, and that's not going to change. Uh, there was a there there <laughs> yeah. was this feeling like maybe he can change his game, you know, young Steph Curry, but uh, but it's not going to happen. I don't see it happening. He's had all this injury time to 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 reestablish how he's going to approach the game and he's approaching it in exactly the same way with a little less speed and a little less, uh, sort of inspiration. Um, and I just don't see him improving as much as we wanted him to.
1: Yeah. I mean, at some point you have to say, you know, let's move on and, and he's going to be serviceable. I mean, maybe I, I don't think he makes the away team I don't know. I don't think he has the mentality. I think, to make yeah. I,
0: I think at this point we got to keep him. We we can't we can't we can't push him off the bus completely. But he's on his no, way out. No, but he's just man. in the he's, he's just in the mix. He's with the in rest the mix. And then, That's right. He used to be a
1: potential big game changer. He's now simply yeah, yeah, in the mix. Right. Right. And you had to give him the benefit of the doubt because you're like, okay, the more minutes we get this kid, the better. You know, we complained about that all the time. Yeah. Um. But but at this point, you know, it's been forty or fifty uh professional games in the last you know two years and we have a body of work and it's just okay. It's just so, okay. He's just okay. I'll throw one <laughs> more
0: it. I'll throw one more out there. Um I Keeper. once again was very happy with Rubio Rubin. Now I've heard not, since the last time he played for the Nats was the last time I laid eyes on his on his skills, right? That was a long time ago. It was. He's bounced around club to club. He's currently club less, has nowhere to play uh so I fully expected to see him and think uh and kind of uh have the shine and and kind of have the right, right. I fully expected to, why to confirm he's exactly in that spot. And I did, yeah. and it did not. No, instead I saw him come in 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 a very similar position to what Agadello was given. Basically, here's a game of tired legs and disorganized tactics at this point. Let's see if you can uh, ma- be the difference. Agadello did not a squat, zill, nilch, nothing. And uh my man Rubin created chances, like legitimate chances. Everything he did seemed threatening. Yeah, it's it, he a m- capped a dude. Yeah, he capped a dude. He he looks really pretty sharp. Um yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm. I say, Rubin's a keep for right now, and, and let's try to get this dude a good club situation, and and see if he
1: can help us out. You know, what do you think? He's definitely a not toss. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the the where there's smoke, there's fire with that stuff. Uh, y- you know, if if you're that good, it's really hard for a division two. I, I think he was in Norway um on loan last year for for a club like that to not want you if you're ever going to be international caliber is kind of hard to believe. Um so maybe there's some training habits problems, I don't know, attitude, maybe because we we know he's gifted and I don't he, he's had some injuries because he had the one long-term injury when he was at uh, Utrecht that would have would have maybe uh, had a had more long-term effect. So I could see it. I mean, I could see kind of like a, a Hercules Gomez Late career renaissance bloom kind of situation, um, but you know I'm I, I, I'm not uh, I don't have my hopes too high. I I feel like he, he'll have to prove it before he gets back in the in the list for me.
0: Fair enough. Is there anyone else here that we haven't mentioned that you want to keep or uh, toss? I want
1: Roldan in my boat. You do. You're taking I, Roldan been, Dan back. I've been so blah on on Roldan. Yeah, uh, but um. I like how last year he took a lot of the scoring burden. Um he he f- has found he he's one of those players who made himself undroppable at a young age for, you know, what what passes for a big club in this country. Um and it, you know, it is a big club. I mean, there's, you know, Pretty forty fifty thousand 50,000 people every game. Uh and he, he he made himself totally indispensable, which is what you want young players to do um carved out a role for himself and and is doing really well. I would like to see him take the take the step up at some point. So maybe it's another maybe it's another year and then uh you know, I don't I don't see him going to play Champions League, but maybe he can he can hack it in a uh a, a tier 1 league um at a at a decent club. Yeah, um, well, so I I I'm getting more signs from him that, you know, there there's there's the like typically I'll put it this way. Typically, you need a kid to be awesome in order for them to be okay as a, at the top level, right? But there are also players who are just good at all, every level. Right. So it's like, somehow, you know, Roldan, not, uh, not, not the best college player, not the best MLS player, but maybe he could actually be the same level in a higher league, you know, someone who plays up to their, to their league the way that, like, a Jeff Cameron... Did, I was going to mention Jeff Cameron at Stoke. Yeah, like just uh, yeah, just yeah.
0: A, a work journeyman's career where you do the thing and you, you show up. And,
1: and and if you can make it to be a, a, a B in the Premier League, you can be very useful for us. That's right. So, Yedlin is um, doing the same thing right he's now. He's someone... Yeah, yeah, precisely. I mean, Yedlin Yedlin was uh, promising but shaky, you know, maybe a little bit more of that like shooting star trajectory where he was doing kind of crazy stuff in MLS. Um, and so th- you hope that he doesn't get like squelched in the higher pressure, higher level situation. Um, but so, so yeah, Roldan might be one of those and, and Roldan might be a, uh, away team player, someone, someone with a lot of energy, someone, uh, who doesn't have a lot of fear, great attitude, team player, um, you know, will will run up and down all day. Um, and who can distribute and organize and score? I mean that that could be the kind of guy we need. Maybe he's not as good at uh, a, a, as as someone like Weston at at some of those jobs in the home games. Uh, but but you know Schalke Shul- plays on a pretty nice field, and we haven't really seen Weston in those situations. So uh, Roldan might be might be somebody to look at. He's in my boat. Love it. Spe- speaking of late career transfers, uh,
0: just just to. <laughs> Zoom out a little bit. I always zoom out before I zoom in. Um, <laughs> Mixed Disc is going to Man City. Just I want to throw this out there. It's a little random non-sequitur, but I feel like it's worth yeah, mentioning. Yeah. It's a bizarro kind of... Oh, wait. One last thing on the Christian Roldan situation. Mm-hmm. I love the stories. I love the long-term stories and the lives of the players. Wouldn't it be amazing if Christian Roldan was ultimately a far more impactful player than Jordan Morris for us? Because when we first started hearing that about Christian awesome. Roldan, it was as Jordan Morris's like yeah. side fiddle, you know, buddy,
1: yeah, yeah, the Robin to Batman. Yeah,
0: and and it, and it may be, you know, over the course of time, they say when by the time you're 50, you have the face you deserve, and and so maybe in in soccer, by the time you're 27, you have the skills you deserve, right? And maybe we'll we may see this kid. Uh, crest Jordan Morris and Jordan Morris just be a MLS whatever for
1: his whole life
0: and that i mean Scor- how many have
1: of- scored more in MLS last year yeah than Morris than Morris and which Morris's is Morris's job, is job. Is scoring <laughs> yeah so that's that's a that 's a sign
0: all right all right, all right guys listen reach out to mixed us on disc. mix disc reach out to us on Twitter at wTP pod if you 've already done so, find us on Facebook then and if you 've only found us on Facebook, find us on Twitter then and if you have never written us a review and you decide to write us a five star review, guess what uh, we got the ins we 'll have the head coach of or the uh, head interim s- vague something of the men 's national coach read your review live on the air. Uh so review us, give us five stars, but most importantly, tell your friends about this show. You know Nats fans, I know Nats fans. Let's tell them about this lovely, awesome show. What in God's and, um
1: before we before we move on from this game, on that note, yeah. uh I want to give a, a quick shout out to Josh Kranz, Kronzi Roto, the OG fan, who went to the game in a WTP oh, word? pod t-shirt. Really? And sent us photographic evidence. Holy
0: ish. That's
1: incredible. Thank you so much, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. You're the man. And uh and if you wear your WTP uh swag, we're working on the merch store, merch store coming soon. Um, if you wear WTP swag to the game and send us a picture, that that uh also just makes us tremendously happy. So thank you very much. Yeah, we'll come up um, we'll come up with I, goodies. I, I, yeah, yeah, we'll find some perks and, and and yeah, Josh is first on the list. Um, I want to point out a couple little tidbits from the game and then we'll move on to mixed disc. Okay. Um, uh, 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 the announcer, I can't remember who it was. Was it John Strong? Maybe it was, I think it was John Holden Strong, and
0: John Strong, who is yeah. way balder John, John than Strong, I thought he would be. For some reason, I imagined referring to a lot of hair.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's got that voice. He's got a young voice. Yeah. Um, referring to the Roldan brothers, the, the younger Roldan has just gotten drafted by Seattle. He referred to the Roldan brothers and Jordan Morris as a love triangle. (laughs) Um,
0: Oh my God. I forgot
1: the most important part of the game recap too. Fuck. Someone, someone was, uh, quoted, I think it was Roe said that he was going to run through a brick wall for, uh. For Will trap, trap, yeah, maybe? yeah, and then yeah. the broadcasters and show they, the a camera, br- yeah, zoomed in on a wall, <laughs> which was just <laughs> phenomenal work, so just a plus work. So a plus. Uh, shortly after that, as as the friendly descended further into farce, uh, as they always do in the second half, Jordan Morris lost half of his shirt. <laughs> to oh to a God. a, a <laughs> absolutely epic uh uh shirt shirt yes. tug.
0: The, that was the um, only time you're ever gonna see like the coach of the opposing team is saying that's not a foul the player always turns to the coach and argues their case this is the only time where you see the player win that battle he turns around there's a massive yes, hole yeah, in his yeah, jersey exactly. and the the Bosnian exactly, coach exactly. immediately is like oh falling? yeah no that's that can't be right oh, oh yeah dude sorry, uh, then, all the man uh, bras
1: were out on show all the man bras so many bros out there. So many bros, and then um, the I, I I do want to note the crowd, the the pro Bosnia crowd. What happened in there? Los Angeles? Uh, and what I want to say is that you know the, the the presidential election hasn't happened yet. The organization is very much in flux. But this has been two or three years where the January camp games have been like this. They've been you know hovering around ten thousand. Uh, StubHub Center is bigger now because of the Chargers, which makes it look even worse. Um, and I have no friggin' clue why they're not sending buses to the, you know, outer regions of L.A. and just telling kids to get in the bus and come to the U.S. game and, you know, go to Compton, get a bus full of kids, give them a soccer ball, and give them a free ticket to the game. What are we doing? It's ridiculous. This is this every time the U.S. national team plays is an opportunity to promote the sport and, and for them to you know to to uh, allegedly be charging uh, almost World Cup qualifying level um, prices for these tickets and then have have a building like this is just pathetic. So we got to get our act together with this stuff, and I really hope the new president has some more progressive ideas about how to do that.
0: Let's get it. Let's get our act together. Let's let's talk about the the some some greater issues in the game here, including the presidency. But first, what's your take on the mixed disc story? So for those of you who mixed don't know, mixed disc rude. He's the he's the the mix. He's. He's the mix that you know and love. You miss him. He was kind of a fringe player for this team a couple of years ago. and um, He made
1: the Brazil squad and did not appear.
0: Yep. So he's been around. This yeah. is a player that if you've been following the team, you, you kind of know of, although he's not legendary status or anything like that. He's, uh, he's mid to late 20s, and he just got a move to Manchester City, the, arguably this year the greatest club in the world. Um, what's yeah. up with that?
1: So it has not fully emerged as of the as of press time, uh what what uh Byzantine uh legal requirements have led to this move. I'm sure it's something related to the fact that he used to play for um for NYCFC. So he might have some sort of contractual relationship already with uh city football group who own both teams, and so therefore it's it's easy for, for it's easier for him to do business through them than than otherwise. I don't understand why it makes sense but there is some oh, very strange what? business this, reason why it now. does yeah
0: because sense. if if he's making um, if he wants to make a move to a lower tier european team maybe it's easier to go to transfer in-house to man city from nycfc and then loan from there right
1: exactly i see exactly. so this is but,
0: yeah that, that um, makes sense
1: the uh, the other thing here that this is kind of a bellwether, not a bellwether, but a, a, a symptom of, is the evolving uh, mentality about ownership in in soccer. So for a long time, um, third party ownership was legal. So you could own you know ten percent of Robinho or whatever, and you 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 would basically players would would like a you know a early stage uh, startup would sell percentages of their ownership so that they had money so that they could support their families and things like that. Um, and FIFA has banned uh, third-party ownership um, after, after disasters like the Carlos Tevez uh, saga, um, things like that. So uh, third-party ownership is no longer a thing. But what is totally without, legal Without is, getting
0: too bogged down by the deets, uh, yeah. what happened with Tevez and why is it no longer legal? Why doesn't that work?
1: Uh, he was half owned by a, I think it was an investor. So when he was sold and it wasn't quite clear that that was the case. So he got, uh, so, and, and he was allowed to play, um, for a team who escaped relegation because he was playing. And so there was this huge lawsuit because it wasn't known at the time that, uh, he was owned by a third party. And so there was this, um, this claim that from the team that did get relegated that they wouldn't have gotten relegated if he hadn't been, if he had been uh, properly banned um, for this. Okay. So anyway, th- is, is this is big murky, bad, bad situation. Mm-hmm. Third party ownership's tough. Uh, but the, what is totally allowed still is that professional players can own as many Players as they want. They can have as many players under contract as they want. Professional teams and the, can
0: own as many players.
1: Yeah, professional teams. And the teams, the teams have gotten really smart about this. And so uh, Chelsea is the the innovator of this technique. Chelsea has fifty or sixty players on their books, senior senior players, and they have thirty or forty of them on loan at any given time. And this the the Chelsea loan army is a source of revenue for Chelsea, because. They figure, well, why should we uh, let all these young players get developed in other places and then have to pay an extra transfer fee? Why don't we buy them now, let them develop in those same places, and then if they work out, we don't have to pay the extra transfer fee to bring them in. So like Andreas Christensen, for instance, went out to uh, Mönchengladbach for two years, did really well, came back to Chelsea as a good player. So they saved you know, $15 million on on Andreas Christensen. Uh, and they also see it as a, as a source of revenue in general. So uh, there's, they can, you know, for the, for the players, you know, Nathan Ake or, or whatnot, who don't quite hack it at, at Chelsea or, uh, dare I say, one Matt Miazga, um, they can buy those players for relatively cheap, put the shine and the brand of Chelsea on them, uh, and then sell them on for a profit. And this is one thing that Chelsea uses to uh, approach having a balanced budget despite being a huge, huge uh, buying club. Um, so, so, uh, the, the loan thing and the kind of weird relationships of, of soccer and business are all, uh, are, are all very nascent, but also because they're nascent, there's a lot of possibilities of growth and of doing well. And so this relates back to the U S because MLS needs to get smarter about this stuff. We talked about this in the last show. MLS should, shouldn't be The one selling the player for cheap and then having them develop into someone who's more valuable mls should be in the role of getting that player to be as valuable as they can be and then selling them on Um, we've seen time and time again that by the time those players reach their peak value they actually aren't getting sold and there's a lot of reasons for that but i just wanted to point this out you know whatever tiny bizarre little story but like the the fact that this stuff is going on in the soccer business world is a huge opportunity for our uh for our organizations because there's no reason why we should be around, uh, behind the rest of the world in business and this is a business opportunity more than it is a sporting opportunity
0: yeah look o- um, look over and, there and
1: simultaneously we can help the national team so
0: yeah we we can we can succeed in many ways by succeeding in business uh in this sport uh, and, and succeeding in business seems like something our nation should uh, be good at. You know? yeah, I would think that that's kind of right up our alley.
1: Yeah. In fact, uh, one of our major industries is consulting, that the rest of the world brings in American uh, educated or American people to tell them what to do in their businesses. You know, we, we have the leading consulting companies in the world, and we go around the world telling businesses and other places how to, how to make more money. Um, And so there is absolutely no reason. In fact, the, the um, sort of uh, third party stance that we have on some of these businesses can be helpful in making better decisions. And I I, I would say that as businesses, uh, often to the detriment of the fans, the top level clubs that are owned by Americans tend to do well financially. Um, Arsenal's a a huge example of this, like the, the, the uh, uh, stances that, uh, that, Stan Kroenke their owner who who also owns the uh, LA Rams and I think one other football team. Um the stances that he takes and the decisions that he makes are uh finely tuned to get the most possible money out of that club. And that, that essentially means getting into the Champions League every year but never trying to win. <laughs> and <laughs> because it takes it's it's a it's a bad uh, uh ratio when you actually try to win the damn thing it's better to come in fourth every year. So they they have everything set up to try to come in fourth every year. Um so, so you know, I think th- this is an area where we we can and should excel, and it's an area where uh, you know MLS can um, can innovate and can come up with unique ways to to package and brand these players, um, and and essentially set them up to to go overseas for the maximum amount, um, and that can have a wonderful positive externality on the way that our American players. Turn out, uh, skill wise. That's
0: right. Let's do business better. We're not talking about being uh, Manchester United and sinking all of our millions for a cultural value. We're talking about making more money on amazing young players. Uh yeah. Let's. None of this is going to happen the way we want it to happen unless we get the right president in office. Am I right? Mm. The uh, mm-hmm. we, we got a U.S. presidential election occurring. This is a very big deal. Perhaps even bigger deal than 50 minutes into this podcast about a friendly, but uh, nevertheless, this is (laughs) this is when we're getting around to talking about it. So we
1: buried the lead. So we're so
0: glad, yeah, we did. We're so glad you're still with us. uh, You know, listening. Shoot us out a five star review and tell your friends about the show. Um, Ty, what do you, I I, I don't really know, I I don't know a lot about the presidential election happening for the U.S. uh, Soccer Federation, nor do I think most listeners actually have detailed understanding of what's going on here and who these candidates are. What are the stakes, how important is this job, and who are a couple people that folks should know about going into the election?
1: Uh, great question. So there are eight candidates for the job, and the job is um is voted on by the different member blocks of U.S. Soccer. So U.S. Soccer is a, a nonprofit entity uh, that is controlled by a board, and um, this president is a is an elected uh, person by the entire um, U.S. Soccer uh, populace, who ends up uh, sort of in control, has executive control over over the decisions that are made. So there's, I think. Uh, my my understanding of the inner workings of it are, is not great, but my understanding is that there's a, a a balance of power between you know what the board can do and what the president can do. One of the big things that the president uh, does is appoint coaches, um, so that's obviously quite pivotal. Um, and so the the candidates who have uh, put their names up are uh, are a, a, a smattering of of different types of uh, folks. You have ex players like Hope Solo who is running, Eric Quinalda. Um, uh, uh, Kyle Martino who's running you have some of the more establishment candidates uh, Carlos Cordero who's been uh, the the right-hand man of Sunil for a long time Uh, Kathy Carter who is the the former president of Soccer United Marketing which is MLS and U.S. Soccer's money-making machine Um, and then you have some some sort of fringe uh, you know uh, just kind of passionate Folks who care about soccer in this country, including a a, a lawyer named uh, Steve Gans, and there's there's I think one or two other guys. Um, so it's a kind of interesting uh, opportunity to have dialogue about all the the issues that that plague U.S. soccer. The candidates' positions have have started to kind of congeal uh, in a certain fashion, but Winalda, in in typical trollish. Uh, when yeah, when the
0: troll of this this race guys yeah just yeah, just so he, everybody he, is aware
1: um and so he he has come out with an actual plan uh it's it's like a you know like a lot of political candidates do it 's this you know giant document that details all of his his plans for various things, um, one of the key areas in which they they differ is their the extent of their interest in promotion relegation which is a topic we don't touch on very often. I personally don't think it's that important uh, to to the outcomes when it comes to the U S national team. I think it would make MLS a lot more fun, but um, you know, the U S soccer, U.S. national team show. So it doesn't, I don't think it has too much bearing, but Eric Winaldo would, would uh, disagree. And he thinks that this is one of the fundamental ills facing the, the American player. So um, you know, and he has, he has a, a, a plan for changing the MLS schedule to, to match with the rest of the world, which I think a lot of people would like to see, uh, FIFA, uh, at the top of the list. Um, and then you have, uh, folks like Kathy Carter, who is very much a, um, a rule by committee kind of approach. And so she, she has not come out really and, and stated firm opinions on a lot of things. She's come out and, and, you know, uh, kind of, um, emphasized her business acumen emphasized her ability to, to bring the right people in in the right situations um, and to to have all the opinions on the table and try to make the smartest ones so um, now as for the voting, it is a very odd cocktail of different slices of the pie um, I think there's there's four major groups right there's this is the not folks, this is
0: not the all-star game uh, not you can't just go online and vote for it there are very specific people. Who are allowed to vote for <laughs> That'd be this? Awesome. It's a closed. Yeah, it's a, It's yeah. a it's a closed sort of circuit uh, of of specific folks that that can vote in this election.
1: Yeah, um, and mm-hmm. so it's it's players, then coaches, then uh, the referees association, and then I think there's one other constituency involved. Um, and so the 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 proportions of of you know whose vote means. Uh, what are very, very complicated because those slices get resliced and resliced and resliced, but um, there's I think on the order of like five to ten thousand individuals who ultimately can can cast a vote that matters um, and so the the candidates have been you know doing the rounds trying to uh, get to those people the the u s soccer coaches convention was last week in in philly um, and the all the candidates appeared and and made speeches and had kind of a pseudo debate. Um, so it, it's a very interesting time and it'll be, it'll be, uh, uh, a sign of the sort of generalized temperature of, of U.S. soccer who, who actually ends up uh, winning. Do you have a but guess? My, my, yeah, my, my guess will be that it's going to be Kathy Carter because she, um, appears to have the backing of Sunil who I think would still have enough, uh, sway and influence within the. Uh, voting body to to win um but i think uh kyle martino probably has a shot as well um i think it would be it's possible for eric winalda because he's a little bit more embedded at the grassroots uh, level having coached in nasl and um been been kind of on the ground with with various u.s soccer constituencies over the years um but i think martino is a little bit more suave and a little bit probably more um Qualified as a uh, ambassador of, of soccer in the circles that the U.S. soccer president has to go. So yeah, it, it, um, but my my suspicion is that it'll be it'll be Kathy Carter and the, it'll it'll be kind of business as usual. But I, I'm hoping for something a little bit more radical, personally.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a romantic side of me that would love to see Eric Winalda out there. I you know I love I like his opinions and and I like I feel like the way he's going about this the presidential race is how I want to see the team play. You know. And so, like, there's a little bit of FU in there and, a, you know.
1: I have a lot of, I have a lot of, uh, I identify with that yeah. philosophy. Yeah. So, for sure. so, I, and, and But yeah. the question there, there is. There is definitely value in that. Right. And in that in does not, up. The quest- that
0: doesn't mean at all that Winaldo would be the best president. That's a job. Guys. Right, right, right. So remember, right, exactly. it's a job exactly. and you have certain yeah. things you have yeah. to do so uh in a way I'm, i' i 'm happy in this situation that it 's not just like an online popular vote i don 't know why it ever would be, but I think it 's good that it 's insiders and experts and professionals uh, being asked to vote because I do think that it 's important that this go not just to the to the uh, Twitter champion of u s soccer who's clearly
1: <laughs> yeah that's clearly him yeah, yeah. but the, i mean the the downside of the of that approach is that all of these constituencies have their own little uh, sub interests, you know, that, that aren't necessarily helping the national team. So like for us, we, we want the, we want the candidate who's the sum total of all of their actions is going to help the national team win. we don't really care too much about the rest. Um, but the, the, you know, the, the, uh, youth coaches, for instance, want to see certain policies in place so that youth coaching can be more profitable and more, uh, and more, um, I don't know, simpler and easier. And it's not that those things would be bad for, for the national team. It's just that maybe uh the there 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 could occasionally be conflicts between those two um interests. And then obviously MLS has its interests in all sorts of things that we don't think would be good for the national team, uh despite the fact that I think there should be a lot more uh synergy. There there currently isn't. So if if someone like, like Kathy Carter were elected, you would have to ask some questions about whether she's gonna emphasize Uh, growing a strong domestic league filled with non-american players or if she's going to emphasize having a having having you know academies that are thriving and the product on the field it can vary but you're going to see the next big stars uh come through here um it's hard to see that that philosophy winning out with someone like her so um yeah we don't we don't have a particular uh Endorsement, but I, I am glad to see a lively race with lots of people. It hasn't happened in the time that I've been a U.S. soccer fan. Yeah, it's cool, um, and because, some, uh, and some voices are being
0: heard. You refreshing. know, we're getting we're getting yeah. to
1: hear voices
0: from from different corners of U.S. soccer and get a better understanding of where people are at with this shit. And it's not just the uh, the candidates; it's also you know other people speaking up, coaches, ex-coaches, ex-players. Um you know the 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 combination of not going to the World Cup, losing Jonathan Gonzalez and having a presidential election is really is really bringing a lot of voices to the surface because you have you have all the pro rail voices getting louder and then you have other the the opposing voices you know getting louder and 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 everyone 's trying to get heard and so ultimately if we as consumers and as fans uh do our due diligence and really take the time to learn what people's opinions are and and try to understand what's going on um we can really benefit as fans from from this sort of window of chaos right now because we're getting inside access if this team is winning all the time we don't get this kind of access to the thought process of what Tabramos Ramos is thinking and what Bob Bradley is is thinking and you know what Thomas Rangan is actually doing when he says he's clocked on and, you <laughs> know we don't, get, we don't get we don't get that yeah. kind of stuff right, right. in a more stable situation so for us it's 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 kind of cool you know we're getting we're getting a window to the inside right
1: yes it it, it feels like an environment in which new ideas can prosper um, and and i i sure hope that there are a couple tangible outcomes of this uh of this you know uh, process and um, to to quickly double back to uh, Kyle Martino and his platform, he he essentially says, "I'm not trying to think of ideas myself. I'm going everywhere I can to try to find the best ideas," and he's put up a couple of things that that I think make a lot of sense. One one that was really We the People ish was um, encouraging people when schools and other you know recreational facilities to. Put a drawn-on soccer goal I remember this. under yeah. a basketball hoop. This is
0: a great idea. Very similar to to our idea um, that we had immediately after not going to the World Cup. Um, you know, yeah, great idea.
1: And that, yeah, those are those are the kinds of like very minor, kind of almost Freakonomics you know, nudge, nudges that we can make to to our culture that just change soccer from being something that's other to something that is uh you know considered a part, a normal part of the fabric of American life it's one of the options you know there's there's no uh there's no no stigma and no reputation to it it's just something that anybody can do and that lots of people enjoy and i think that's if if we you know I, we said on the last show we're, we're probably accessing 10 to 20% of the possible talent you know i think we could if we get that even up to 30% 40% we're going to see a dramatic change in the quality of our uh, national teams and um, so let's, let's hope that those ideas get, get some uh, purchase and, and actually are implemented instead of just being kind of nice ideas. So, what's next for us? It hath been a pledge, as
0: I, as I always say to my tables I serve at the restaurant, and, and they get confused. I say, It hath been a pledge. Uh, it's been a pleasure watching USA versus Bosnia. It's been it, it was it was good. I'm starting to get that feeling again of like, okay, I enjoy watching this team. This is fun. I care about this, um, and and soccer, soccer. Uh, so so we have the election. We'll we'll know the answers uh, by the time we next convene, friends, peeps. We shall have a new president. Indeed, we shall be prepared. We shall have a roster. I think right for France. Uh, may,
1: my... uh, no. So the the <laughs> next international break is going to be in March, I believe, and so they'll probably line up. Um, hopefully, two games. We we forgot to complain that they only had one game this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, they should have had two, as as they should have in the last window. But hopefully, they have two games in in March, it's a full FIFA date. Um, and it'll be it'll be another great chance to bring in some U17s, and let's hope that they take that chance.
0: Just keep them coming, man. Just keep them coming. Every get that chance... Olympic
1: team popping off.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, let's, let's get it. So, so we'll come back to you guys with a Rasta and, uh, and, and, a, and perhaps our thoughts on the new president and, and who they are and what they're doing. Maybe even a new coach. We don't know. We don't know. There's a lot in flux, a lot in motion. But until then, guys, uh, reach out to us on Twitter at WTPpod and tell your damn friends about this show because we're having a good time and we want everyone to join in on, on that. Come on in guys. Come on in. The water's just fine. I adore uh I adore uh a very uh crispy fluffy croissant. Um not mm. necessarily the namesake, the crescent-shaped croissants. I like the uh Oof. the uh bastard cousin, a chocolate croissant Oof. that that is in fact a square, not a crescent. Uh, rectangle Seattle shit <clears throat> yeah i'm i'm into those uh i like lacing my boots up to the top hole i know it's an option to just go and leave three of them like you're a cool guy uh, but you're,
1: you're a top hole man
0: i'm a top i'm a top hole man what can i tell you you know what i mean i ain't got time for all these i got I, I too many holes i need to use them I got too much time. <laughs> I got too much time. <laughs> I got too much time. And, and, and I really love notebooks that are small enough to fit in comfortably in a back pocket. It's just not what a simple, ingenious uh, device. But I don't love any of that shit as much as I truly, deeply, honestly, really love the gnats.
1: The passion is back. It's
0: back. Let's go, boys. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people.